You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. And on today's episode, we're talking about the 17 flirty phrases to say to a girl when you first meet. So what does that mean? That means on a cold approach. That means that when you're going over and talking to a girl at a party, these are things that you can say in that very first interaction. Now, you can say some of these on a date as well. That could be a first time you actually meet, right? You go on a dating app, get a date on the first date. You can say some of these things. You know, I'm not going to completely distinguish between the two of them today in terms of like when you would say it on a date versus a actual cold approach. Like I'll do my best, but just know that this episode is just more meant for when you have that initial interaction. Okay. The reason why is because it's always going to be a little bit more playful when you first meet somebody on a date. There's playfulness for sure, but you're also focusing a little bit more on getting to know you questions and, and it's only sprinkled in when you might be teasing or being playful. And this stuff is meant to get the flirtation going. So really the difference is this. When you're on a first date, there's already a context of romance, right? You're on a date. Like you met a girl from an app. This is not a friend thing. But the things that I'm going to be telling you here today, these phrases, they're meant to break through the friend zone. They're meant to be flirtatious. And flirtation is a way of subtly telling a girl that you're interested Because really, that's what flirting is. It's subtle interest. Sometimes it can be overt interest. Sometimes. But I believe that the most powerful, and I've seen the most powerful flirting, to be the the under-the-radar stuff. And again, to start creating more of a romantic tone in the conversations. You'll know what I'm talking about as we continue to go through these phrases, okay? If you don't know how to use these phrases in the conversation just because you have approach anxiety or it's tough for you to even make time to go out and meet women, you know, don't forget there's a lot of resources over here at Trip Advice. We do have my course called Hooked, which you can check out at getherhooked.com. Link is in the show notes. That's a full course that teaches you more about flirting. Like today's episode scratches the surface, but if you want to become a master at flirting, there's a whole module in Hooked called Effortless Flirting. And it's an eight to 10 hour course all about how to get women hooked on you using my famous TED method. Okay. So check that out if you want to get a course to learn more about this stuff and not have to necessarily piece it together on the podcast. Or you can, you can talk to myself or my team about how coaching can help you. So coaching is where you actually get a one-on-one coach to help implement some of the things like we're going to be talking about today holding you accountable to go out and do approaches, making sure you have a dating profile that's getting matches. And we help you and we make sure that you get results in your dating life. So it's more hands-on. You can get more information there at tripadvicecoaching.com and you can book a call with my team. And sometimes, again, it's me. I take these calls as well. And we can talk about how coaching might benefit you and see if you're a good fit for it. So go to tripadvicecoaching.com if you want to learn more there. All right, let's get into each one of these. And there's some themes here. 
Okay, you're going you're gonna to see some themes where some things get across the same idea, but they're just different phrasings of it. And, and I'll be able to explain it as we go. Okay. And remember, you can write these down. So don't, you know, don't be shy. Feel free to pause this, write these down, use these. And, you know, there's going to be a lot here. Don't get too overwhelmed. You can just memorize a couple ones that work for you and be able to use them when you do your approach. Bonus points to you. If you take one of these phrases and the very day that you're listening to this, you go off and do it. There is nothing like building self-esteem than learning something and implementing it right away, whether it works or not, by the way, okay? Whether it works or not, the point is to just do it, to take action, to go for it. All right, let's dive in. So the first one is one of my favorites. It's your trouble, okay? So your trouble, you are trouble. This is something that you're going to say when she says something to you that might be kind of bad or maybe something that you don't really like, or she just kind of mentions something in the context of you being able to say, oh, that's, this is not good. You're not good, but it's a tease, right? It's like, you're joking around like, oh, you're trouble. Oh, you're going to be trouble. You know? And by the way, Here's the beautiful part. I want you to be very, listen very closely here. This is how you're going to get the most out of today's episode. You don't need to use these phrases super logically, okay? She doesn't need to say something that is literally trouble for you to say you're trouble. I want you to be loose with this. Like You can be loose with this. And I'm going to say this probably about five more times on today's episode because That's the whole thing is I want you to be able to use these more often than not, not look for the perfect time when she says something that's literally bad where you have to say you're trouble. Okay. So for example, let's say, you know, she says, oh, I wake up at 6 a.m. every morning. Okay. That obviously is not trouble, right? But you can still say it. You could say you wake up at 6 a.m. every morning. Oh my God, you're trouble. Oh, this is going to be bad. She'll be like, oh my God, why, why? And you'll just be like, 6 a.m. That's just like, that's so early. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to make sense. It has to make a little bit of sense, but not as much as you would think. We'll, we'll keep going so you understand what I'm talking about here. But your trouble, teasing her, and that's sort of like this push-pull where you're pushing her away, right? You're saying something like, oh, this is, you're not good, like, or you're not good for me. That's what your trouble means. Okay, next one is, what am I going to do with you? So what's the context of this one? So you would say, oh, what am I going to do with you? And again, she could even say, I wake up at 6 a.m. every morning. And you go, you wake up at 6 a.m.? What am I going to do with you? As if like, this is bad. This is not good. This isn't going to work out, right? Like, what am I going to do with you? You could say that even when she says something positive, right? So that would be even, even more flirtatious. So if she says, like, oh, I really like to go and, and, you know, I don't know, hike on the weekends. And you go, wow, you like to hike? I like to hike too. Man, what am I going to do with you? So whether she says something good or bad, what am I going to do with you? Okay, the next one, number three, is similar to these two, but it's another version of it, is this is never going to work out. Okay, you could even, if you wanted to, like you could use all three in the same sentence, Right. So she goes, yeah, I wake up at 6 a.m. every morning. You go, you wake up at 6 a.m.? That is so early. Okay, you're trouble. 
you know what, what am I going to do with you? This is never going to work out. So you can say it all together if you really wanted to, or you could say it separate, right? Like this is never going to work out. I sleep till 11. I love my sleep. I can't believe you, you, you don't sleep in. This is never going to work out. So anything she says in this specific one, it has that, that's going to be something more specific to something you disagree with or how she's different than you. You would say this is never going to work out. Yeah, this is, this is never going to work out. By the way, I should mention all of these and the ones I've said so far, they're all said with a smirk, with a smile. Okay, let me explain this to you. Imagine what your face looks like if you're trying to hold in a little bit of laughter. Okay, so there's laughter where you're laughing and you have a big smile and your mouth is open and ha ha ha, right? But imagine like someone is making you laugh and you're trying not to laugh. That's almost what a smirk looks like. That's what you're going to, that's the facial expression you're going to do here. Cause it's kind of like mischievous. Like you're just having fun. Like you're, you're playful and you're not doing it overtly where you're like, Oh my God, what am I going to do with you? This is never going to work out. Ha ha ha. No, like that's too much, right? It's like this slight smile. That's almost mischievous. And that combined with these phrases, gold, my friends, gold. That's where you really nail it. Man, what am I going to do with you? Right? I'm saying this like with a little bit of a smile. Man, this is, uh, you and I, this is never going to work out. All right. So those are, the, those are the first three. Let's keep rocking. Different vibe here. The next one is, I know, I'm totally your type. Okay. So again, remember what we're doing here. This is all about, we're trying to, this is that sentence right there, that phrase, I know I'm totally your type is it's quintessential flirting right there because you're bringing up this romantic context. If you say to a girl, I know I'm totally your type. What I mean? What are you saying? You're talking about types. You're talking about the fact that you guys might be good for each other. Okay, so what's the context in which you would say something like this is something based off of potentially what you would say about yourself, you know, so you could say, and by the way, it can be sarcastic too. It doesn't have to be literal. It can be literal and sarcastic, right? So sarcastic would be like, you wake up at 6 a.m. Well, I wake up at 11 a.m. So I wake up way later than you. I know I'm totally your type. Right? That's like being sarcastic, like you're joking around about that. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're joking or being serious because it, it all adds to the flirting. Now, on the other side, if you're, like I said, it's even more flirtatious when you're being more literal about it. You know, if you basically, it's like a cocky, funny thing where you say something about yourself that is cocky, that is good. Like, yeah, I ran a marathon last year. I, I, you know, worked for months and months to finish this marathon. I know, I'm totally your type. I know, I know, I'm totally your type, right? Bringing that up in the context of something that's a little bit cocky, cocky funny. Cocky funny, by the way, is something that is, is just quite genius. It's, it's coined from David D'Angelo, old dating coach, like back from like an early millennium. And he would talk about this stuff, cocky, funny, where you're just being like arrogant, but you're joking around about it. So it's not actual arrogance. That's why he calls it cocky funny. Okay. Uh, I think there might be a few more. Yep. There is a few more of those on there. So I'll bring that up later. Okay. Next one. You'll say, okay, where are we going on our first date? 
So, okay, so this one is something that you can say literally or jokingly. So literally might be like, you guys have been talking for 10 minutes. You've been flirting a bunch and you say to her, okay, so we got to hang out. Where are we going to go on our first date? That's literally, or you can be a little bit jokey. Maybe you bring it up in the very beginning where you guys end up agreeing on something or you both like the same thing or something exciting comes up in conversation and you go, okay, well, enough is said here. Where are we going on our first date? And it's not exactly literal. Maybe it does turn into literal, but you're just kind of saying that like, wow, we get along so well. Look at us. We need to go on a date. You see the pattern here already of what I'm giving you? We are creating the romantic context. We're creating it. We're building it up from scratch. That's what we want to do. This, my friends, is how you exit, or I should say avoid altogether the friend zone by making it seem like, oh, this guy's flirting. And by the way, this is what you want. She might not be interested. That's fine. Guys, we want to get rejected. We don't want to sit in this no man's land right? If you're in this no man's land where you're like, I didn't really flirt with her. I don't know if she likes me. I kind of got her number. She's in my class. She's in my, you know, whatever. I met her at a bar, da, da, da. You don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want gray area. We want black or white. We want to flirt. So she goes, oh, he's flirting with me. And then she can either reject you or that's kind of a harsh word, but you know, whatever, she's not interested Or she is interested. And the beautiful part about it is sometimes the actual flirting is what makes her interested because it builds that tension and shows a lot of confidence and it's really fun. Okay, let's go to the next one. You're a total nerd, aren't you? If you've been following me for a long time, that is a really popular one. I say it all the time. I had to add it here because it's a good one. You're a total nerd, aren't you? You're a total nerd, aren't you? And here's the beautiful part about it. Keep it loose. It does not need to be something literally nerdy. It can be if she says something that's kind of nerdy. I don't know. She stays home on Friday nights or she plays a lot of video games or whatever. Like you can say it for that, but you could also just say it completely out of context. You can even say it as a cold read. A cold read is when you guess something about someone It's a cold read, meaning you're reading the person, but you don't know them that well yet, hence cold. So you could say, hmm, you're a total nerd, aren't you? And she'll be like, what? Why? Why would you say that? Why do you think that? I don't know. I just get this vibe. Okay, prove to me right now you're not a nerd. Okay, have fun with that. You can do a lot of things with you're a total nerd, aren't you? Again, literal, not literal, bringing it up as a cold read. Great, great phrase to use. All right, here's another one, and this one is a little bit more specific, okay? So this one is has to be a little, a little more literal, but I had to throw it in here because it's a really good one. You can say to her, all right, don't be a brat. Stop being a brat. So this is when she's complaining about something. She feels entitled to something. You can say, all right, stop being a brat. Or you can have fun with this. I mean, try it out for yourself. Memorize this one. All right, don't be a brat. And you say it with a little bit of a smile. You're calling her out. It's a tease. And it's going to be, you know, a little bit more specific. Again, a little bit more specific to something in conversation that, again, she's being negative on. 
right? She's being negative on. You, you can also um, you can also use it as a disqualifier. So disqualifier is, is a sentence where you're trying to disqualify her in a way to, you know, say to her that she is not one to be with you. Okay. So how would you use that as a disqualifier? You can say to her, and it can be out of context, kind of like a cold read ish. You can say like, now I have to know you're not like a total brat. Are you like, do you complain a lot? Are you super negative? Cause I'll tell you right now, I cannot be around those kinds of girls. Okay. So that's another way to do it. All right. Similar to don't be a brat. This is going to be a little bit more specific to a situation where she is complaining or doing something negative or something, you know, to the idea where you want to put her in her place. So you'll say this, does someone need a timeout? Okay. All right. Let's relax. Does someone need a timeout? Or you're treating her like a child. And that's what's jokey and flirty about it. Like you're treating her like a little girl and almost, almost like, like a neg, which I don't really love negs because negs can be really harsh. But the idea is you're almost saying these things to almost let her know that you're not intimidated by her. That there's no intimidation factor here. Because a guy who's intimidated by a really attractive girl is not going to say, don't be a brat. Is not going to say, does someone need a timeout? Or the next one here, which is, okay, sweetie, sweetie, it's okay. We'll get through this, right? And you say it as a joke, right? Sweetie, it's okay. We'll get through this. You know, maybe like her drink didn't come on time or she doesn't like her drink. Again, something like on the negative side, it's okay, sweetie, we're going to get through this. You can even joke around and you can extend that. You can say, it's okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this together. There you can even break the touch barrier. You can grab her hand. You can put your hand on her shoulder lightly. You can say, it's okay, sweetie. We're going to get through this. You know, all joking, all sarcastic, all having a good time. So again, the last three are like, all right, don't be a brat. Stop being a brat. You're not a brat, are you? Does someone need a timeout? Sweetie, okay, we'll get through this. All right, next in this similar context is, uh uh-oh, we've upset the princess. Okay, so this is kind of pinning on her that she's a princess, that she needs everything done perfectly, and you're just joking around. By the way, I want to be very careful here. When you're doing some of these more push, in this kind of push-pull sense, like you're metaphorically pushing her away because you're teasing her, Uh uh-oh, we've upset the princess, sweetie, we'll get through this, does someone need a timeout, all right, don't be a brat, like all of those you want to make sure that you're not doing too many of those in a row. If you push her too much and you're teasing her too much and you're being too sarcastic, that's when flirting can go wrong. So all these phrases that I'm telling you here, you want to balance it all out. It's okay to use more than one of these in an interaction, but you don't want to use some of the more negative-ish or teasy, not negative, but like teasy ones too much, you know, like it'd be okay to use one of these, like, uh uh-oh, we've upset the princess. She needs her straw. She doesn't have her straw yet. And then go on for something where it's like, okay, where are we going on our first date, right? You just don't want to use it too much in one interaction. All right, let's move to the next one is this is a different type of flirting, This is just getting her more engaged and getting more personal with you. So it makes it more of a fun conversation. You'll say to her, 
you know, I bet you can't guess where I live. You know, I bet you can't guess what I do for a living. You know, I bet you can't guess what my favorite food is. Whatever, insert whatever you want there. You know, I bet you can't guess, right? This is also a way of qualifying her. It's like having her jump through your hoops. She's now jumping through your hoops. That's what we want. We don't want to jump through her hoops. You're the one who's qualifying her. So that's why we might use this. Okay, let's play a little game. I bet you can't guess where I live. And you know she's going to do it back to you, and that's fine. She'll say, okay, well, you guess where I'm from. Guess what I do. And now it makes the conversation flirty in the sense where it's just more fun and making it fun to get to know each other. Okay, I bet you can't guess, boom, fill in the blank. All right, let's go to our next one, which is if she says something you like, so this is a more positive one. This is one that you can throw in to offset some of the more teasy ones. This one is, wow, good work. You can even do like a little clap, like a like you're doing a little mini clap. Wow, good work, one point for you. So this is giving her points giving her points, rewarding her for something that you like. And it makes it fun and flirty, right? You can even use this a couple times, but don't do overdo it because it's going to be too much. You know, maybe you use it once and then later on in the conversation you go, oh my God, we're at two points now. And you can even, actually, I just thought of this uh, off the top of my head. You can go, if you get to three points, you win a fabulous date with me. Wow. Okay. So where are we going to go for our first date? See how I just tied it all in together a little bit? So, okay, when would you say this? Wow, good work. One point for you. Um, You say it in a positive way. She says something that she likes. You'd be like, oh, wow, you like sushi too. Good work. One point for you. And again, you can play with these a little bit. You can manipulate them a little bit. You don't have to say, wow, good work. You could also just strictly say, okay, one point for you. I dig it. Me too as if you're agreeing with her on something or there's something that you like about her. You know, it's funny because as I'm saying all these out loud, really, in a sense, all of this, all of it is just one big qualification. It's showing her, hey, we're making this flirty. We're creating a romantic context and I'm going to challenge you and be challenging to you because I don't need you and I have other options. The reason why it's called flirting is because you're not doing it too much. That's why it's called flirting. Ever heard of the phrase, oh, they flirted with death? That person jumped off the cliff and hang glided. They were really flirting with death. What does that mean? It means they were almost like kind of touching death, like they were close to it, but not so much there. Same thing here. We're not, as you've seen so far, I'm not giving you flirty phrases that are just a bunch of compliments, right? Instead, it's a, it's a lot different. It's, it's qualifying her. It's having her jump through hoops. But that in itself still is you showing enough interest. Because if you're really showing actual disinterest, what are you going to do? You're not going to talk to the girl. You're not going to be making eye contact. You're not going to be smiling. You're not going to be engaged. But someone who's interested is going to be saying these things. And that's why it's flirting. The interest comes from you saying it. The disinterest or qualification comes from the context of what is said. 
if you need to rewind that a couple times, go for it. Cause that was key right there. Okay. All right. Next one is one that is a little bit more specific. This one's a little bit more literal. You're not going to necessarily say it all the time because it has to be within the context. It is this. I can tell you're not one for making decisions. I can tell you're not one for making decisions, are you? Right? Something like, hmm, you're not the most decisive type, right? Something along those lines. Although I like the way I phrased it the first time. I can tell you're not one for making decisions. That has to be said in a time and place where she's not making a decision, right? So something like that. And it can be anything, any kind of decision. It doesn't have to be a major life decision. It can be something small, it can be medium, big, it doesn't matter. But that's a really fun one. And I can tell you're not really one for making decisions, are you? That's just like a, a little bit of a tease, but it's not even that harsh of a tease. You know what I mean? You're not really poking at her too much. You can, because listen, at the end of the day, there is a lot of women who have said themselves that they are not good at making decisions. I hear that all the time. I'm not sitting here trying to generalize or categorize all women that they're bad at making decisions, but I'm just going to say anecdotally, I've heard that a lot. But anyway, you can say that to her and she's going to be like, I know, you know, she'll probably agree with it. Like, oh, I know I'm so indecisive. And then you can even flirt with her harder. You can say, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll be the decisive one for us. And she's going to love that because women love decisive men. They love it. They're attracted to that. It's a very confident trait. So whatever the context is, you'll say like, okay, well, I'll make a decision for us or I'll make a decision for you. This is what you're going to do. This is the drink you're going to order. You're going to get this. You're going to love it, right? Something like that. You make the decision, even if it's like a joke and it's like a life decision, you'll just be like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You are going to switch jobs. You're going to get this new job and you're going to be loving it and crushing it. I don't know. I'm just making that up off the spot, but something to that idea. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one, which is a little bit more on the pull side, which is, okay, now you can be my best friend. So she says something that you like. She says something that is something you agree with. You'll say, okay, you know what? Now you can be my best friend. And guys, don't worry. This is not going to get you in the friend zone. Okay. This is as much as you're saying the word friend, it's not a friend zone situation. Okay. She's not going to be like, oh, we're friends now. I were this, you know, it's flirty, right? It's flirty. Plus you're going to be saying some of these other phrases and you're saying this in a way that is flirty in a sense, right? Like you're kind of smiling, you're joking around like, okay, now we can be best friends. And you can take that further. You can do more role play. You can even say like, all right, you know what? You've graduated. You're now have gone from best friend to my girlfriend. I can't believe how fast that happened. Wow. Only in a matter of five minutes at this rate, we'll probably get married in like, I don't know, 20 minutes, right? You're just kind of joking around your role playing that you guys are moving up this relationship ladder and get creative. If you are, you can play with that for so long. I used to do this all the time. I loved role playing that because I wanted to create a romantic context. So I would do the best friend one. I'd say, okay, you know what? You're right. You are my new girlfriend for the next five minutes, but this better be good or else we're going to have to break up. Right. I'd say that all the time. Be fun. It'd be flirty. It'd be great. Next one is, I think you're too nice for me. I would be a bad influence. 
Oh, I love this one. Maybe I'm saving some of the best for last. Um, this is great. This is great because you're almost telling her that you're a bad boy. You're almost telling her that you're a bad boy, right? And you can say this on anything. This is one of those wonderful any context type type of phrases, right? So if she wakes up at 6 a.m., if she likes this kind of music, this kind of restaurants, if she works wherever, whatever she tells you, you can just be like, you know, because it doesn't have to be off the context of specifically what she says. Maybe you're just gathering all the information and all of a sudden you go, you know what? I think you're too nice for me. I think I'd be a really bad influence on you. And she'd be like, oh yeah, really? You'd be like, yeah, like, I don't know. We would just get in a lot of trouble together. We'd be like Bonnie and Clyde. I don't know what we'd be capable of, but I'd be a bad influence on you. Okay, so that would be the context of that. Just such a fun one. Really showing her that you're not this kind of stuck up, you know, guy who's going to be a nice dude who's just going to let her, you know, stomp all over him and be this passive dude, right? Women don't like that. So that would be a good phrase to say. Next one. Okay. This is going off of some other kind of ones that are similar where she says something where you don't like it or, or she can say something that you do like. So here's the phrase. Wait, you like what? Oh no, this changes everything. I'll say it again. Wait, you like what? Oh no, this changes everything. Again, that can be said in a positive way, like a pull, or a negative way, like a tease or a push. So she can say, oh, I like, uh, I like, well, we'll go, I love the 6 a.m. Uh, example we have here. Yeah, I wake up at 6 a.m. You go, whoa, wait a minute. You wake up at 6 a.m.? Oh, no. Oh, boy, this changes everything. Or you can say, wow, you wake up at 6 a.m.? I wake up at 6 a.m. every day, too. Wow, this changes everything. Right, That's a way where you're saying it like, I like this, I like you. A great one to have in your pocket. Basically, the main meat of that one is like, this changes everything. Like, I just learned something new about you and it changes everything because I'm either going to push you away, disqualify you, or I'll qualify you. And I will pull you towards me in a sense, right? It brings more emotion into the conversation I should say this, all of these, and I got one more, so don't go anywhere. All of these are meant to spike emotion. They're meant to kind of like knock her out of her, her, you know, boring comatose with all the other boring conversations that she has when guys approach her or maybe even on a date or something like that. Because most guys don't talk like this. They're agreeable. They're nice. They're sweet. They're, oh, they compliment too much. Rarely do they tease. Do they disqualify? Do they, do they, you know, test her a little bit? Do they spike these emotions? So that's what it's all about. That's why these are, you know, very powerful, very powerful. Okay. Last one. This one is stop trying to seduce me. I caught you. Where you can say, oh, I caught you. Stop trying to seduce me. So maybe this is off of something that she says that she likes or she agrees with you on something, right? Like she's 
Or maybe she's even literally actively trying to get closer to you and flirting with you. And you kind of push her away like, oh, whoa, caught you. Stop trying to seduce me. You can even make a joke of it. Like if she bumps into you by accident or if she touches you somewhere, you could say, whoa, hold on. I just caught you. Stop trying to seduce me. Damn, you're good. I need to learn your moves. Okay. I just made that up on the spot right there. Like you're just kind of going, oh, stop trying to seduce me. Like, what are you doing? Almost like you're putting it on her. And also this is cocky funny because it is cocky. You're saying like, she likes you. You're saying, oh, hold on. You like me. Stop. What are you doing? Only a guy who's super comfortable in his own skin would ever say something like that. Guys, that's why some of this stuff is so powerful because I know it can be kind of tough to say that. And it seems so counterintuitive to ever say like, whoa, you're going to really call her out on that? Like, what if that goes wrong? It won't go wrong because you're doing it in a joking way. If anything, it's going to add fuel to the fire. That one, you might say a little bit later in conversation once you've built a little bit more rapport. But yeah, stop trying to seduce me. There you go. I hope those helped. 17 flirty phrases for you. And I I really enjoyed putting it together. It's fun being able to give you very specific, tangible things to use when you're going out and you're meeting women. Don't forget to take the notes, listen to this again, write them down, memorize a few, and then boom, go out and use them. If you need help implementing them, you can check out my Hooked course. If you need help implementing them with an actual coach, we have coaches on standby ready to help you one-on-one at tripadvicecoaching.com. Now, I know what you guys have been emailing in, so I want to get to your questions. My email address is trip at tripadvice.com. You can put in the subject line, podcast question, and write your question because I will answer it here on the podcast, which I'm going to do right now. Let's get to it. This one is from Steven. Here's a short one. He says, I'm talking to a girl on Bumble and she asked me to get WhatsApp so we can chat. I'm mentioning that I don't have that, but we can text regular. Just give me your number. She said, quote, this is the new age where people use internet. I'm not wrong. I just love chatting on WhatsApp. And if you don't want to download it, forget it. I may never get to invite you to coffee again, LOL. Then he says, I think I'm going to end our conversation. What is your opinion on the matter, Stephen? Um, my opinion on the matter is you're dealing with a woman who is not very cooperative. And women who are not very cooperative, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I, as a man, I'm not very attracted to that. You know, she seems almost kind of masculine. And also, I don't know, like WhatsApp, why? Like we're all just texting. Like she's not giving you a reason. Uh, I'm guessing, it sounds like broken English, that maybe she just has WhatsApp and doesn't have texting. But yeah, you have to decipher for yourself, like is that a woman you want to be with? Who's going to, you know, put up that front? Or do you want to make this easy and just, be texting a girl who doesn't have to go on WhatsApp or Snapchat or all the other different apps that are out there. So I don't know. It seems like it might be BS. I think that you did the right thing or you said, are you going to do the right thing? Ending your conversation. And the fact that also it's weird. It's like, why wouldn't she just give you her number where you can then add her on WhatsApp? Like this is all very strange. This isn't adding up very well. And also how rude is that? She said, this is the new age where people use internet. It's not wrong. So 
I don't know, strange. I think it was some sort of bot. I think that you were going to end up with someone who wasn't very serious or you're with someone who's going to be very difficult. You know, way to show you how difficult she can be. So in my opinion, you dodged a big bullet here, Stephen. Your intuition is correct. We're going to not deal with conversations with women who are going to be challenging and difficult right away. You know, of course, there's a difference between someone who's being a little bit challenging, like they're teasing you, but this is clearly not that. You know, she says, quote, if you don't want to download it, forget it. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, guys, women who are going to challenge you to that degree and not be cooperative and give you that attitude right away, can you only imagine what their life is like and what it's like to spend time with them? They're showing their true colors off the bat. So let's be grateful for that. Let's be grateful that you saw that and didn't see that three months into dating. So Stephen, hope that helps. Um, That's my opinion on the matter. All right, let's go to one more question for today. This is Mike. He says, hi, Trip. This is Mike. I'm 29 from the Middle East, living now in Italy. I really enjoy your podcast. It's been very helpful to listen to you. Anyway, it's been almost two years since I moved to Italy. My main problem is that after a couple of dates with the girl, when it seems everything is going well, the girl tells me that she is not ready for a serious relationship. It happened many times to me, and each time I ask a girl, would you tell me what is wrong? But they respond only that they are not ready. But I don't believe... So I want to know, is it because I'm turning these women off or is it cultural barrier? I met these girls on dating apps and at my workplace. Usually I go out with them and for the second date, I invite them to my house. And after having dinner, normally we have sex. There were seven girls this year. Two of them disappeared after sex. The other five went on seeing me for average of three weeks, but then became less interested and eventually told me they don't have the mental space for a serious thing. There was this girl... I was dating and she was super interested in me, but she told me, quote, she is not ready and that she thinks I am perfect guy, but she just can't. Now, after one month, she started to like all my stories. I just need to know what to do in this case. Thanks, man. Okay, this is interesting. I have a few different ideas. Uh, These are questions I really like, by the way, and I'm really glad you asked it and I'm happy to take more. Sometimes, When it comes to this specific type of question, it's a little bit hard to answer because I don't know exactly what you're doing. So there could be a lot of different uh, variables here and we just don't know what they are. So that's where it can get confusing a little bit, but I will do my best to help here. So one thing is this, maybe it is a cultural thing. I don't want to talk about that too much though, because even if it is a cultural thing that's out of our control, what can we do with that information? We can't do anything, but maybe that is potentially, I don't know, potentially we'll just stop there because who cares? Okay. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Let's do and focus on what we need to do for you. Okay. So with some of these women, you have to understand, first of all, you're doing a pretty good job. Okay. You're doing a pretty good job. I mean, you're sleeping with some of them. You're going on dates with them. They're going, you're going on multiple dates with them. You do have to remember this is a numbers game. Most women are not going to be around after three weeks, three to four or five weeks. That's just how it goes. You know, I've said this a lot in the podcast, like the amount of number of dates you have is going to go down dramatically 
as the number of dates go up. Let me explain. You're going to be on way more. It's exponential, um, like a curve. You're going to be on way more first dates than you will on 10th dates. How many women are going to get to the 10th date? Not as many as how many you'll go on the first date. And that number keeps on getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. How many women are you going to be on 20th dates with? Well, that's practically a relationship at that point, or you're getting close to it. How many relationships do you have in your life? Probably not more than five, and five is a lot. Okay, so just remember that. Like You might be doing okay, and you just need to find someone who's going to be the, the right match. But this is where it gets a little challenging, is you might be doing something, and we should focus on that because that is the thing that we can change and can focus on, is what you might be doing when you're hanging out with these women. Really ask yourself, and you can write back in and give us more details. Like you said, there were seven girls this year. Two of them disappeared after sex. The other went on seeing me for an average of three weeks, but then became less interested. So yeah, my guess, my guess for the sake of being in control is that it's not a cultural thing and that it is something that you are doing. But what are you doing? What's happening? Are you getting too needy? Are you getting too boring? Are they getting to know you and finding out that you're not as interesting as maybe you are on the first couple of dates? Are you texting them all the time? Are you trying to meet up with them a lot? Are you being the nice guy? I mean, you you said that a girl told you that she thinks that you're the perfect guy, but she just can't. You know, that's probably bullshit, but maybe there's some truth to it. Like she thinks like, oh, this guy is a great guy, but you know, that usually says, oh, this guy is a nice guy. He's a boring, nice guy. There's nothing interesting here. We're not having interesting dates. He's not asking me interesting questions. It could be also, here's another thing. Well, again, I know we don't want to focus on this, but it's worth mentioning, is that you are not Italian. You are from the Middle East. So maybe something's happening there where they're like, wait, I want to be with someone who's an Italian. And when you guys are hanging out, you're just not necessarily special enough to them. That could be the case, but again, let's move on from that quick. So yeah, I, listen, I'll be honest. It's hard to know for sure, but I think that most of the time this happens, it's because guys are usually too needy, showing too much interest, being overbearing, and really showing or displaying nice guy qualities. Here's one thing you can do. Well, first of all, you can work with us over in the coaching program, or you can look at your situation honestly, and you can say, okay, what am I doing on these dates? Let me tweak some things. Because right now there is a pattern. Good. That's good. We found a pattern. I want to get even deeper. What is the pattern? What are you doing on these dates? How are you acting with these women? What can we do to change something, like an experiment, to see if we can start getting different results? Is it the way you're acting with them on the date? Is it the way you're acting with them in between dates? Look at some of that. See where you can go with it. Change one thing at a time and keep on trucking. You might even find after doing this a bunch that some of these women, they're just not fits on their end. And that's just how it goes. So you keep on dating, you keep on trucking, you keep on plugging away. So hope that helps. And uh, you said your question was, now after one month, she started to like all my stories. I just need to know what to do in this case. Nothing, nothing. 
Okay, so she likes all your stories. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. What means something is when a girl shows up on a date with you and is interested in you, not giving you the, I'm busy, I'm not ready, yada, yada. By the way, if some of these girls are saying they're not ready, maybe you are pushing kind of hard. Now that I think about it, and I'm talking about this more out loud, it's like, maybe you're really courting them really hard and they're going, oh, this is way too much. And then boom, they think that you're too needy. So I really think it it is coming back to that. Write in again. Let me know what you think. Love to hear from you. If you guys have a question, write in as well. Trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question and I will answer your podcast here. answer your question here on the podcast. Thanks everyone uh, for writing in. Hope that today's episode was helpful for you and I'll see you on the next one.